actually, this isn't bad, you know. I mean, I have to qualify it by saying there are some things which I thought, why, why are you doing that? But then that's often the way with OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling. But this is not bad, you know. Have I said that twice? I think I have. I'm trying to convince myself, maybe. It's all right. The whole thing is based around Tony Goddard's Mr. Pectacular, um, who is active, very active on Twitter these days, talking about how many markets this show can be seen in. And I'm glad he does that, really. Just gives people like me an idea of how big OVW's getting. He's been the national heavyweight champion for 500 days. So, it's a celebration tonight. It's actually not much of a celebration. I mean, I mean, there's a cake and he's on commentary. There's one bottle of champagne. He turns up in a limo. It's quite good, actually, because Shannon, the dude, says, who's that? Can't be anybody in OVW. They can't afford that, which is quite a nice line. I know who it is. Brian says, is it Usher? <laughs> That's really good. It's Tony Goddard, of course. So he's got the, the limo, which he probably made, bought, bought himself or ordered himself. And then OVW haven't really thrown anything for him. So Al's not come out and said, here's a, a pipe band. Or, you know, I, I've booked a, as a special room. He's just on commentary with a little cake. More of that in a minute. We start out with certified Luke Curtis. He's certified. I don't know what he's certified as. I am guessing it might be a forensic psychologist. Either that or it could be a plasterer or a bricklayer or, a, or, a, or I don't know, but he's certified anyway. I haven't seen his certificate, so I don't know what his bona fides look like. And it's none of my business. He's versus Star Rider. Now, Star Rider is the Rush Division champion, but this is not for the Rush Division championship. So you may wonder why they are meeting. More of that in a minute. Star Rider sort of dominates early on, nice clothesline on the outside, drops him on the apron, and Shannon, the dude, says, which is quite good actually, it's towards the right of the apron, that's where the hardest part is, it's a little bit softer on the left-hand side, I like that a lot. Then Gustavo's out because they've had some shenanigans, Gustavo was the champion, now Star Rider is. In fact, it went Star Rider, Gustavo, Star Rider. Just giving you a bit of background, that's all. He chases Star Rider around the ring. Star Rider comes back in, leaps into a rather nice leaping DDT, a bit like the Impaler. And then there's the pin. So Brian is beside himself. Twin Brian's. He can hardly believe it. Neither can Star Rider. And there we go. I'm glad we had a pin though. I'm glad it was a pin and not a DQ. Because we do have a DQ later and it's annoying. Okay, Charlie Cruel versus Dream Girl Ellie versus Freya the Slayer for the Women's Championship. I wonder how this match will go. Hmm, shall I place a bet on Charlie or shall I place my bet on Dream Girl? No, don't! I won't because Freya the Slayer just, just beats them both up, throws the other two about, hits a leg drop for the pin. It's not really anything. It's actually a setup for Ryan Howe to come out. Oh, first of all, Angelina Love is re- responding to what Freya said last week, which is, you started in OBW, she's now back there, and um, you only lasted a week, uh, two, two weeks then, I'll make, it sure you, I'll make sure you last a day. She does it better than I just did, of course. And um, 
Angelina Love wants to chat with her, saying that uh, she's got it wrong. But she quotes um, Brian, which is nice. The Freya doesn't seem bothered about when she's going to turn up. She says it doesn't matter when her plastic ass shows up. Now, the crowd react to that, I must say. And then Ryan Howe interrupts. Just when I thought it might be good, he turns up with his double-neck guitar. He's got his consort with him. She holds the ropes down for him. He gets in, almost gets crouched on the ropes. Sit lower, honey, sit low, he says. (laughs) It was almost a very embarrassing moment for him. He's doing his faux Cockney accent. I don't know why he does that. It, It isn't any good. Does he think it's funny? I don't think it is. He mentions about being a diamond and being a king, so he's King Diamond. There's a metal reference for you. Oh, it's tortuous, it really is. And um, he gives her a ticket to something. Is it a concert? Is it, is it Tony Goddard's party? No, he's not having a party, is he? Then Omar Ar- um, Amir comes out. Bear in mind, Ryan Howe has been trying to bring Freya the Slayer into his orbit. She doesn't look like she really wants to. She didn't take the ticket. He starts to take the mickey out of Freya, does Omar Amir, calls her a Franken-ho. Why are you doing that? She doesn't even want to be with Ryan Howe. You're calling her out and calling her names because you think she's with Ryan Howe. If you just watched a few minutes ago, maybe it was when he was on his way to the ring. Maybe you saw him get the ticket out and thought, I know, but you must have seen she didn't say yes. Anyway, they're going to make a match with Ryan Howe and Freya, I suppose. Freya Freya does some good work here in that she's thinking, I don't quite know what to do with this. Quite nice. Good facials. And Omar Amir will have... Who will he have in his corner? Oh, I can't remember. It wasn't a good segment, this. And neither was superior Tony Evans versus Tony Bizzo. Bizzo comes out with his mate Ricky Jones doing the, you can do it, son. He's a bit like, I don't know, I suppose a bit like Burgess Meredith in Rocky, only not as good. Bizzo's got his bathrobe on and sweatpants. He, he, he gets some. He gets a high fly, hit with a high flying elbow. Um, he's trying to leave the ring early on. He's not bothered, you see. Tony Evans, who calls himself superior, but he's jobbed out quite a lot. Um, he hits some mounted punches, finishes those, goes back to the middle of the ring, decides to do some more, gives us some more mounted punches, and then there's. Hayley J coming out, sort of, I don't know, talking to, she's on the ramp, talking to Bizzo, who suddenly gets all excited, takes the robe off, hits a rather poor Bizzo bomb, I think it's the Bizzo bomb, it's like a sort of Death Valley driver, when you're not bothered about, about executing the move, so you just drop somebody off your shoulders, a bit like that, and that's it, very poor angle, and um, the match didn't matter really. You might as well just have been talking to that Ricky Jones in the ring and saying, I'm not really bothered and I'm not interested. And then Hayley J could come out and he said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be the next world champion. And Ricky Jones could have said, blimey, that's... He might not have seen Hayley J, you see. And he could have said, well, that's a surprise. And the crowd knows it's actually Hayley J, but he doesn't. That's better than what we just saw. Okay. Dysfunction are Brandon Espinosa and Tom Coffey. I haven't seen much of them recently. Versus Level X, it's Blanco Loco and Unforgettable Axton... Axton... Who is it? I'm only joking. Axton Ray. This is actually alright. 
it's quite a good match this. They deal with coffee and Espinosa quite easily or quite well. Level X, it's fast, it's tough. Coffee catches Loco on, off the top. And I think they're gonna do a double move, but Espinosa just kicks him in the head. It's not really great. Anyway, there's an Espinosa arm bar, which I'd never like to see. Nice avoidance from uh, Axton Ray, and then some really good kicks, and a double drop from Level X. I think it's Shannon, the dude who calls their manoeuvres revolutionary. Don't think we are, I think we have seen them before. And they get the pin with a simple roll-up. Brian's really surprised about this, but actually, they have been dominating the match, so it's not surprising. They get brutalised afterwards, of course, but Level X, I liked them. They probably are a team to watch for the future. Okay, Goddard and the bodyguard go, know where they're going, to another party? No, because they're going to get in the ring later. And it's Star Rider versus Luke Curtis. This is a nice angle. Star Rider wants another match with Luke Curtis. This is for the Rush Division Championship. Really good. There's smoke again somewhere in the building. So sometimes you can't see things from certain angles. Gustavo's banned from, banned from ringside. And Star Rider didn't know it was a Rush Division Championship match until just before it starts, which is great. Now, Curtis almost rolls him up and gets it early. Hits a big German suplex, then another, then a spine buster for a long two. Looking really good until Star Rider's missile dropkick changes things. He hits a big brain buster. He gets the chair. The ref sees it. Throws, he throws the ref down. Of course it's going to be a DQ. Well, it might not be. Some wrestling promotions will mess about with that. But it's a DQ finish. It's a shame and the crowd don't seem to like it. Gustavo then comes out to, to make sure Luke Curtis is all right. You're banged from ringside, mate. Get smacked with a chair. That's what happens when you come down after you've been banned from ringside, mate. So the match wasn't great. It wasn't what I expected it to be. I thought there might be some more near falls and more excitement, but that didn't happen. And then Goddard and Shannon, the dude, the, the dude, are out. They call Steve. Did I mention Stevie? DJ, DJ, DJ. Is on the um, he's in the commentary. Doesn't do much until he's called in the ring, showered with champagne, and he says, I'm covered in champagne, I couldn't be happier when he gets back to the commentary. That's quite nice. They then are worried because the cake, which is a one-level layer cake, not even a Victoria sponge with two layers, it's one layer with a big 500 candle on it. Looks like it cost about $2.95. Mr. Pectacular is supposed to be Pectacular. He's supposed to be the big man. Why has he got a tiny cake? I have tweeted about this. Tiny cake. Tony Goddard's tiny cake. Welcome to Tony Goddard's tiny cake. I mean, if you're going to share that round, there's enough for about five people there. If that... Okay. Shearer comes out, so he then leaves... And they high they don't stay in the ring. They hightail it to to the stage. I don't know why they don't stay in the ring. He's gone now. We can enjoy ourselves. He's gone. Let's go towards that curtain. Yeah, you know what's going to happen, don't you? He comes behind him and puts to put Tony Goddard's face into the cake. Now, Goddard does really good work here because it's from the outside, and Tony is the one who has to make sure that he controls it so he doesn't get his nose broken on the plate, and also he gets his face covered in cream cake. And he does. It looks great. 
Good work, Mr. G. Very nice. That was spectacular. People don't realise that the person who puts the cake in your face is not the one who controls it. The person taking the cake is the one who controls it. A bit like taking a bump. Yeah, that is a highlight and a good way to end. This was pretty good. It had one great match, actually. Some of it was a bit meh. But I did like the Star Rider stuff. thought that was well thought out. If only it hadn't been a DQ. It's not as if they've snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. But really they're saying, phew, we nearly got a defeat there. Thank goodness we've still got a little victory. But it's not as small as Tony Goddard's little cake. Ta-ta. Thank you.